Hello and welcome everyone back to Not Fighting. It is, um, if you're looking at this on YouTube where we have the video version of the show, if you only listen, you'll see that I'm wearing a Rams sweatshirt right now. Yep. <laughs> I was it sounded like you I thought you were going to say something more than that and you just stopped. <laughs> this is the oh, first episode okay. you're going to listen to. You're like, this is not going to be a good podcast. And he's like, starts it off. They're like, welcome to Not Fighting. I am wearing a Ram sweatshirt. <laughs> like, all right, well, way to set the tone. No, I'm wearing it because we're actually recording this on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yes, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and we are excited to watch football, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's, it's, it is weird because we used to like just be 100% obsessed with football. It used to be like, you know, during football season, don't talk to me. Don't don't make plans with me during a game. Yeah, we would when go- the St. Louis Rams were playing. Correct, St. This Louis is Rams. The, this is the biggest difference now. So if you're listening to this and you know or watch football, you're like Rams Super Bowl. Like, is this recorded like years ago? <laughs> no, I just I'm wearing it because it's it's the football stuff that I still own. And even though it just says Rams football on it, it uh, it. It is the same. Which, which, by the way, is super frustrating. It's something that's like a point of contention for me because when uh, when the Rams um, left St. Louis and moved to L.A., I went through like a lot of my gear that I had purchased like in the couple years before, and none of it says St. Louis Rams on it. Like this is this is deep, deep that they were planning on uh, moving because all of our gear says Rams football. Or, but it doesn't say anything about St. Louis Rams because they knew they were going to move and they knew that they wouldn't have the city attached to the brand. So all of their gear, gear, <laughs> gear. <laughs> all their gear was like, yeah, just not branded with our city. And, and you know, and if you're listening to this and you do jujitsu, there's a really good chance you're like football. Is that the one that LeBron does? Is that right? <laughs> Am I saying the right LeBron? Or you're like, turn this off because we don't like football. Yeah, it's weird how many, like, jiu-jitsu people, like, don't, like, watch or enjoy other sports. Like, I would say, like, a lower percentage of people that do jiu-jitsu are, like, into football, baseball, basketball than, like, the general population. I don't I don't understand that. Why do you think that is? Um, I would say, I would say a lot of people in jiu-jitsu aren't, uh, well, maybe aren't, like, Americans, so <laughs> not a lot of them would even follow football anyway because it's not a sport outside of the U.S. that people care about. They're like, why don't they just bring out the kickers more often? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they're all into, like, soccer or, you know, football that's not American football. I also think, like, there's a certain portion of it where it's, like, martial arts has kind of always been, to some extent, an outlet for people that might not be into traditional sports or even have the ability for traditional sports. Like, I think about kids a lot of times, like, parents will bring in kids that maybe, like, aren't apt (laughs) is probably the nicest way to put it Mm -hmm. uh, at other sports. And so, like, martial arts, you can get some discipline, like, you learn technique. Um, And so I think, like, maybe that's a part of it as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a a big part of it. Um, But it is... um Kind of, I mean, it does, it does kind of suck because it's like things that we were like super into and even, but even back in St. Louis when we weren't surrounded by, or we were surrounded by a lot of Americans, most of the people there didn't really care for football, which, um, like a lot of our main training partners, there was maybe like four of them, but 
we also did have like our own like uh, fantasy football league with some of our yeah teammates. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and you know those. I teams- miss fantasy. I haven't been playing it in a long time. It's a big. It's it's funny because it's become big money now because of things like FanDuel and the daily stuff. It's like been a hack to get around like online gambling laws and all those those are changing. Um, it'll be really interesting to see like what kind of business that becomes. Especially, I was thinking about this the other day. Like FanDuel has a sports book, but not in many of the states. Like Pennsylvania and some other ones have it. Um, but one of the things you can do is you can bet on things mm. and. The UFC is obviously one of those, and being able to, instead of just have to pick a roster of fighters, like being able to say like, oh, I think, you know, John Jones is going to win this fight, and being able to bet money on it is really cool, and we've seen some of that in jiu-jitsu, but it's still like some of the, the sites and the outlets for that are a little bit sketchy. Um, I'm interested, like from a jiu-jitsu standpoint, do you think that like jiu-jitsu betting, like if it was like widespread would make it more popular? I mean, it's getting more widespread. You can bet on all these cards now. Like they have, like what is like BJJ bet? Is that the thing? Yeah, the name I, of it. I think yeah, there's a couple that are like that. Yeah, I there's think. a couple outlets now that you can bet on jujitsu, and um, I don't know if they they don't do it for like the tournaments, but they do it for like the pro shows, yeah, right? Some of the exhibition. Yeah. Stuff. So I I think you know. I, but I'm I'm not somebody that's ever been into betting. Like I like the fantasy football stuff because it's like a game and like it's it's still a game of chance in a lot of ways. Because but there is a little bit of like knowledge and skill that goes into like picking your you know your team and putting together like you have to put the team together and that kind of a thing. But uh, if you're just like betting like oh this person's gonna win versus this person like I don't know that's just like not interesting to me but obviously it's very interesting to a lot of people yeah like a lot a lot and (laughs) it's like so much so that like gambling itself is considered like an addiction right yeah and i i I think it's interesting because like i mean for me gambling i just rather go shopping and spend my money on something that i can keep and i know i have versus like (laughs) this is what i was going to bring up is you're you're extremely competitive and i think that one of the things that's never been alluring to you about like gambling is that like even if you're like betting that somebody is going to win you're like i'm not in control i'm not competing so if they lose they're losers and they make me a loser by proxy and i have no control over that whereas i enjoy like analyzing it and trying to figure that out you're like yeah yeah yeah. but do i get to actually compete no okay i don't trust it yeah yeah i think that maybe that's a big part of it i just i don't know (laughs) one of the things i I do think about quite a bit as you're making the transition to mma is uh here recently there's been um in the two instances i can think of there were female mma fighters where someone put like a huge bet on someone that was like a big underdog and then you know they would later on they'd come to that fighter and be like hey i won 250k on your fight you know and in many cases the the fighters probably got paid like 10k to win 10k or 10k to show 10K to maybe win. that's a lot and then that's end being up generous get, getting paid by this like random gambler yeah you know for you know making them rich or whatever yeah well i well that being said i wonder how many people lost money on like the poirier uh mcgregor fight yeah i mean how many people or how had- many people made it big just like you know because I don't think... Poirier second round TKO is probably not like a really common bet. I bet... No. I bet the odds... I bet the, uh-huh. I, the the odds for that probably had to be pretty slim, I would guess. Yeah. But I feel like I haven't heard anything about it. You usually kind of hear like some random stuff. But I also am not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because obviously betting is just not something that I care about. <laughs> After your first MMA fight, we're going to be just rolling in it because I'm going to be the only one that has Jenna Bishop by first round calf slicer. <laughs> Don't tell everybody my plans. <laughs> Wait, the thing is, is we just get to pick. I'm just like, no, Jenna, like it has to be a calf slicer. <laughs> I think that's why gambling is, or that would be an illegal thing. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, I don't know what that's called, but I, all of them think my, what comes to my mind is insider trading, which is not the same thing, yeah. but kind of. <laughs> well, like, you know, there's been a bunch of athletes over the years, like in baseball, Pete Rose is like yeah. famous for it or whatever. It's like point shaving. The idea of like, yeah. you know what the spread is. So you kind of like whatever, but I wonder, like throwing games and stuff. But like, think about that from a fighting perspective. This is really interesting because if let's say you're fighting somebody and mm-hmm. you're on top where you could mm-hmm. finish by TKO, but you could also finish by choke. Yeah, And let's say you're like, well, I know that the odds are that like the choke is a better bet because people know you're jiu-jitsu fighters. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm making up a scenario. Yeah, yeah. But then you like decide I'm just going to like throw punches until the referee stops so I can get a TKO knowing that like it's a higher spread or somebody bets on that. Yeah. It's a friend or something. Mm-hmm. It's weird because like as a fighter, you couldn't necessarily ever prove. I mean, I guess point shaving is the same thing, but like... It's interesting because it's like, other than taking a dive, like, can you get mad at a fighter for choosing how they want to finish a fight? No. I, I mean, but that's something that, oh, I don't know. I, as a fi- like, as a fighter, I don't think that I would ever even look at that or think about that because you have so many, like, I just need to protect it myself and finish it in the best way possible, like, most efficient way for myself. I'm not worried about, like, oh, but I will say it is really cool to pull off, like, some, like, like dope submissions and are different things when you know it's not really expected or you know there's there's a thrill in that but i don't think that anybody's ever seeking that out to like prove a point or to like you know game a system of betting yeah it's one but i could be wrong i bet there's people out there that are like i mean back in the i mean the classic thing with fighting was like people taking a dive recently i mean Mm -hmm. really recently jose canseco and i know this is like this is like fringe fighting, but like Jose Canseco fought some reporter from Barstool Sports in like a, like a box like a celebrity boxing match, mm-hmm. and uh, he claims he had a shoulder injury or whatever. But I saw that uh, David Portnoy, who's the um, the CEO of Barstool Sports, basically was like, "We paid Jose beforehand to show, and then we gave him an incentive to win. But obviously, we think he took a dive or whatever." Mm. And then I saw that the sports books then like basically invalidated the win, saying like they're not going to pay out those bets because they viewed it as a dive. Huh? I didn't know that. I didn't even know that Jose Canseco fought. Back in the day, he fought Hong Man Choi, who was like a seven foot Korean man that was like gigantic. Yeah. And that fight lasted all of about eight seconds. I think he took a dive in that one too. So I don't know. At some point, it's on the promoters, right? It's like this dude's just taking <laughs> Stop dives. Stop doing it. He just needs some money. That's what he does, you know? Yeah. But I, I think it's fun um, just kind of like revisiting, uh, you know, back whenever we did used to watch football well, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that like I, I I felt like I had a transition to this, but it just reminded me of the um, we were just talking about Conseco. I don't even know why. Anyway, the recent like comments about of Stephen A. Smith oh, about yeah. women fighting in fighting in MMA and like how he just doesn't what 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 is exactly he it, was saying? Well, so in the same way that I feel like uh, jujitsu people don't get traditional sports in a lot of ways, I feel like traditional sports analysts like Stephen A. Smith like they don't get martial arts or fighting at all like he basically said and we could pull it up but 
he basically said that you know he doesn't enjoy watching women's fighting he doesn't really think that women should be fighting in the ufc or fighting mma yeah and i mean to me it's like but you know what's funny about that is everybody's everybody's making a big deal about it because he's a he's a reporter meanwhile I mean that's in quotes. He's a he's a professional troll. Yeah, but meanwhile there was a very famous, arguably uh, one considered the goat that said similar things about women fighting in in MMA. Yeah. Did did it that and like is not do want, getting. Do you want to bring it up? Do you want to say say his name? Habib. Yeah. Yeah, he said that too. Like similar, very similar, and that irritated in the last me. Last few years. Yeah, and it, it bothers me because like. It's just like, man, you are like he's in the sport and he's saying that. So that's almost even worse to me versus like somebody who's like, yeah, basically a troll, like a professional troll that gets like, you know, a lot of that's a, that's a great point. Notice. I feel like Stephen A, even though I think and I'll get to this in a minute, I think he's like completely missed on this one and he's over the line. Uh, I think that you're right because it's sort of like you look at him and you're like, yeah, but there's a certain amount of attention grabbing that he's doing on yeah, purpose. Yeah. With Habib, it's it's a you can tell it's like a cultural. Um, yeah, and maybe that's thing. why people give him the pass because it's a cultural thing. But it's still like, well, I know not okay. <laughs> I know that the UFC and many of the media outlets basically decided not to cover it. Yeah, they knew that it would make him unpo- uh, unpopular. Yeah, and that it wasn't. And they don't want to like taint their Golden Boys image, like you know yeah that's probably which is like that's like even more frustrating though it's like when people make i mean dana white was also somebody who said that too where he's like i'll never have women fighting in the ufc and you have you can go back and you see all these guys who have very like misogynistic views on this thing and i think that's what bothers me because it's like women um in a lot of ways are are more exciting fighters you know and and not women in general i can't say but are just as exciting and like as the sport grows i think it's gonna be you're gonna see more and more talent and a lot of lot of women that like can you know a lot of the women have produced like ronda's like producing numbers that are equivalent to a lot of of the most top largest pay-per-view draws of all time is ronda rousey fight yeah and it's really weird in for me in particular because you know it's to me it's one thing to be able to say like women shouldn't fight men in mma um women shouldn't play football with men or something like that like mixing the sexes or whatever yeah but it's, it's very different than it's a completely different thing to women say fighting women yeah like, to and i liken Stephen a's comments to like imagine if he said uh you know what i don't like asians playing football i just don't i, I don't like watching it. i don't think asians should be playing in the nfl people would be like he's right he'd be gone from television yeah right yeah and you say that about a gender and it's different. Yeah, like, like that's what I have trouble with. And I and I think that, you know, they used to do it with Fedor in Japan too where they they would basically not translate a lot of the things that he would say which were very orthodox Christian in nature mm. because they're like, "Oh, it's not going to make him popular with the fans." And I kind of see them doing that. I, they did that with Habib too. Now, so I I give someone the leeway to have their opinions evolve and yes. and stuff yeah. like that. We've seen it culturally over the last 10 mm-hmm. years with a lot of things. But to say this in 2021 that, like, you don't want to watch women's MMA, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. That, that you don't have to watch, but to UFC, say that. Yeah. 
that's very different yeah if you don't want to watch or you, you're not a fan like you like people kind of talk trash on the WNBA all the time like you know but they're nobody's saying like they shouldn't have a WNBA it's very different versus like you know I just don't enjoy the watching the women play basketball or for whatever reason you can have your excuses your reasons but yeah saying that it shouldn't be a thing or they shouldn't be allowed to fight is so ridiculous and then to see him trying to punt oh like my God. <laughs> our good friends uh angela- yeah angela hills just like made a video like i was dying laughing like making fun of his striking yeah if you go to her oh. instagram uh it's the best thing ever so angela hill uh one of the female um straw uh, strawweight contenders <laughs> uh in the ufc her and her husband uh were kind of breaking down Stephen a was like hitting pads what looks like in his hotel room or something like that. i don't know and, what he uh, was doing and they kind of do uh an instructional video of how to hit pads like Stephen. like a. him it's, it's i you need to go check it out if you haven't seen it already but yeah i mean so this guy's clearly not an authority on it and has i mean what re- realistically is a sexist take on on him yeah. now it's one thing to say like i don't think it's popular and i don't want to watch it that's fine there's yeah. clearly an audience for it we mentioned ronda breaking the paper yes. records like people bring it up with like women's basketball or women's football it's like look those things exist they're not very popular yeah the athletes get paid accordingly but i feel like combat sports is very different for women like i think it's a lot more um popular and i think you know it can it can um contend with men's versions of that well look let's be honest it wouldn't be there this is a company that's like wants to make a profit right yeah. like that's yeah. why they're signing these deals they had to cancel an ipo that's a couple years dana ago. had to eat his words and like put women in the ufc and so they're there because there is a popularity there's a demand to see it and so if you're in the minority that doesn't want to see it that's fine you you can say that like yeah. if you just said i don't like watching women's mma i'd be like well all right well you're missing out and you're clearly not an expert um so your opinions not matter all that much but to say they shouldn't happen because i don't like seeing it to me it's uh that's a worthless take i think it's really dumb to like try and put these like fantasy things together about like uh because i've heard it because with all the uh you know jake paul fighting so and so then they're like saying like oh jake paul should fight like amanda nunez or like something like that it's like don't pair women and men like in in like a combat sport that's just silly in general but that being said i would like to fight Stephen a and i know a lot of women would line up to like try and beat him too because they know they would Stephen a you're on notice jenna is that an official call out would you fight Stephen a smith in an mma fight if he agreed sure i think he's a pretty big guy yeah i don't care i think that would make you he, he seems pretty old he seems pretty like um boat or what's the opposite of bow-legged pigeon knock need <laughs> it's a knock me gentleman so yeah Stephen a come get it um uh but yeah i think that's funny you brought up the jake paul thing Uh, what do you think about uh him fighting ben askren i don't know i think it was um i mean i get why ben's doing it like just to get paid i feel like that's the whole reason uh as far as him trying to like make i guess uh take his claim or like like make it more interesting for him to like try and get a fight with like connor or somebody like that you know um i don't think it helps him do that in any way because ben is somebody who is just known as a wrestler like that's all he has ever been really in mma is a really dominant wrestler and 
Um, I don't know that his striking is that great. So, like, as a boxer, just taking no, a I boxing mean, match, it's like, been, uh, isn't he pretty terrible at boxing? Kind of, he's been kind of panned. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his, you know, videos of him doing stand-up in the past, it's like, you know, it's clearly not his... It's his, not like knocking him as, no, like, a fighter. He's, he's, a, great he's a great fighter, um, but his skill set is definitely not boxing. So, I don't understand that the said, point of it. I mean, Ben Askren has been in the, the cage with some of the most like dynamic dangerous strikers and people can say like well look he took those people down they couldn't stop him taking them down like what happens if he has to stay on the feet i mean i'm willing to bet he's got a lot more time in the ring like in practice than jake yeah. paul does of really talented dudes trying to knock him out basically yeah and i think that that experience um like are they even the same size because no, isn't Jake Paul like really big? Yeah, he but keeps I, calling out these like tiny fighters. I think he's like a juiced up, kind of gassed up, sort of like bodybuildery, like two hundred pounds or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Askren is never been the most bodied individual, and he's mm-hmm. fought at one seventy. But he, pro- I mean, realistically, those dudes are probably like skeleton wise, mm-hmm. same size. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely not the same size as Connor. But as someone that does martial arts and enjoys like fighting. Like, I don't like the sideshows, like, in that respect. I miss yeah. some of the days of, like, Japan would throw in, like, a professional wrestler versus, like, a 400-pound guy or something. It's like, ah, that's cool. Whatever. I but- mean, they're a little bit interested in watching it, but it's also at the same time, like, I don't know. I'd just rather watch two high-level athletes in the same, like, that are just fight each other. Yeah. Like, that- and the only reason you- anybody's tuning in to watch Jake Paul is because they want him to, like get beat because he just talks so much yeah and you know that's sort of what made conor mcgregor conor mcgregor and mayweather mayweather in a lot of ways yeah is like they people pay to watch them them lose or yeah. they're like super fans full bought in mm-hmm. and i think that there's something to that but realistically like if i want to watch a freak show or something that's like a novelty mm-hmm. like that's fine if jake paul wants to fight like uh, a football player or a basketball player or something or another YouTuber, it's like, that's fine. You know, like, I might have an interest from just, like, seeing what happens. But I don't want to watch somebody that's supposed to be the best at their sport, like Mayweather, mm-hmm. or, like, McGregor, or John Jones, for that matter, or even Ben Askren. I don't want to watch those guys that are serious about their sport fight somebody that's not. Like, I have the same interest in that as I do watching, like, Ben Askren, like, do a Play pop- soccer. <laughs> play soccer <laughs> against, like, yes, yeah, so Ronaldo or something. <laughs> Yeah, is Hinaldo still alive? I, don't, I know zero. About I don't soccer. know anything about soccer. There's probably a guy named Hinaldo, Ben a- Ben Askren and uh, uh, David Beckham. Yeah, <laughs> people that know soccer are like oh, shaking their heads. But <laughs> probably the worst reference. Um, I know that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, I I get now that whenever we talk about football, how people probably feel about like you know like I yes. have no reference for this. Whenever I talk about soccer. <laughs> the real yeah. football yeah but yeah i think it's funny because you know you've got all these different people that want to talk about like something they have no experience with and i think that's one of the been one of the things that's been kind of fun but also like challenging or different in our relationship here recently it's like i fought mma for a long period of time when we first started mm-hmm. and so i still have some of that knowledge and experience but now as you're going to train like striking wrestling all these other things like for the last decade, you and I have been training together all the time. And now yeah. we maybe train together once a week. Yeah. I know it is really weird. And um, because I, I, I enjoy training with you. I, uh, 
most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time I do. And, and it's something that it's just a weird role reversal now because you used to be always trying to show me like different things and teach me in jujitsu. I mean, not trying to, you were doing that, you know, and now, you know, as I transition and I'm, I'm doing different things, like when we do train together, like I will kind of be trying to like, not teach you, but like guide you <laughs> on like how we, I want to drill and I want to train yeah. and those kinds of things. Cause it's just, it's nice to have you as a resource still, but I do, um, miss just like training together more often because I think that was something that was so much fun for us is that we had the opportunity to like spend so much time on the mats together you know our life gets busy work in different things but we could always like we're always going to be at jujitsu together and I and I get a drill with you and I get a train with you and like that was like a good way to spend time together and now you know my training is all over the place and then when you are at jujitsu I'm usually teaching a class and you're training yeah. on a different mat or whatever. So, and I think it's very but, different. You know, I we give people advice all the time that ask about like rolling or relationships in jujitsu. And uh, for the people that, you know, say we just can't train together or whatever, like I get that. I know where that mm-hmm. comes from. Um, you and I just happen to be like even physically just good partners for each other. My yeah. style, my size, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm glad you're not too, too giant. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, there's been times whenever I have been bigger, like 20, 25 pounds heavier than I am now. Yeah. That does make it a lot harder for us to train together. It does. It definitely um, does. But like now, you know, I think what I would tell somebody that's like, oh, I just can't train with my wife or girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. You don't have to train with them. But you, if you want to have that is something that you share together. Like I take an extreme interest in your, your training. I like yeah. to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I like to see it. Like I come and watch you spar when I can. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I know we- that's something that you, you uh, were talking to me about this week. Like, you know, Oh, I want to come watch you spar. Or like, are you okay with that? Is that like, is that going to make you nervous or make you feel uncomfortable that I'm there watching? And, I am like, no, I prefer you to be there. I just don't ever like push that on you because I know you're busy and you have work and you have all these other things. So if you can make time for it, yeah, I love you to be there and I love it because it's, you can watch me from the outside have, give me good perspective on things that I'm doing well or I need to fix or, um, you know, just be really open and honest with me about how I'm doing in the training. Yeah. And I, I mean, I enjoy that and it made me made me feel good that you like i don't want to come and make you feel like uh like i always hated it whenever my dad would come and watch me practice football or Mm -hmm. something you know because it's like i i don't need your criticism or your thoughts afterwards yeah you're not a coach or whatever and i think that's something i'm but that's very different though because your dad is wasn't playing football you know like that wasn't his like his sport like you were better at it than he was he was and like in this instance like you're very knowledgeable about the sport you train it every day you train jujitsu every day you've you've trained him and fought mma so you have a good perspective and you're my husband i trust you um and i and honestly like we i don't give you a lot of mma advice for the most part like when you and i do train together mma stuff like i'm usually looking to you like kind of give me an idea what you want to work on like what is it that you see from here that sort of thing and i've given you a couple things but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's like stuff that you're asking about yeah 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 i usually have questions about different positions and things and i'll come to you with them but 
I think that's probably what makes me like happy to have you there because I know that you're not going to be uh, critical in a way that makes me feel bad. You're going to be critical in a way that's very um, constructive. Yeah. You know, and usually if I have something that I'm like, see that I think is like wrong or something that you can improve on, like I usually ask you about it. So I get your opinion mm-hmm. on it so you might tell me like yeah i know this is what i'm doing and i need to do this instead mm-hmm. it's like okay cool like you know what's wrong and you actually know from either your coaches or just from training mm-hmm. like what you need to do different so you don't need my input there yeah. um and but if you're like i just don't know if i have input i'll give it otherwise it's like i'll say well you should talk to you know yeah adam or justin or something like that yeah but yeah it's it's been a weird uh, transitioner, I guess, just change for us. But I would say, like, that's the key to the relationship and still having everything kind of intact the same way that we've always had, even when we're training together, is mm-hmm. like just taking an interest in each other. Like, you still yeah. ask me all the time about, like, how, how'd you train today? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what stuff were you working on? Like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, being able to relate to one another on that, I think, is really important because. And communicating. Like, I mean, we communicate about these things um all the time like well it's never like uh an argument it's like i'm interested you're interested so we actually like make an effort to you know be involved even though we can't we're not involved in the same way yeah and i i think that's a good thing and i i I love to share that with people we were recently on the sunday beers podcast with our friends uh um uh, shout out to freddie from uh, bjjworld.tv and all the guys over there that um, were nice enough to have us on the show. But we talked a lot about just kind of our relationship and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of how we got into jujitsu together. And we've had so many cool experiences along the way because we have that shared interest or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily have to be training together to have that. Because, honestly, the MMA journey that you're getting ready to go on, like, I don't know where it ends. But there's some really cool places that we could go as a part of this that would be fun. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it's still, I think that's something that you were worried about for a while. Like as as you started to, you know, be more career focused out, like in outside of jujitsu um, and I was more like focused as a competitor in jujitsu, I think you were worried about us, you know, missing time together, missing like, like having that, I guess. And I don't think that, I think it's just different. We're not missing it now. It's just different the way that we're involved, but still um, together in it and supporting each other. Like I support you in your career as much as I can, you know, like in your daily life, like job, I'm like interested in knowing about what's going on because I just want to like, I wouldn't like have a frame of reference for like what like I know like some days are really stressful and some days are this and so it's nice to be able to um know what you're going through so I can be more understanding as a wife and like try and like take the pressure off of you in certain scenarios where not that's not always like yeah and I think that that's actually one of the nice things about not being in the both of us trying to compete in jiu-jitsu at the same time and having that same goal because you know, I see the same thing when you're training. It's like everybody's had those days that it's like brutal in the gym, whether stuff's just not coming together or you're just tired at the end of the mm-hmm. week or whatever. And it's like, I understand that. And like, I'm not having to go through that right now. So I can kind of be there and and and, and that sort of thing. 
in solidarity without having to be like, well, I'm going through the same thing. So you just need to get over it because we're yeah. both like yeah. dealing with Oh, that. yeah. That's like some of the worst times and like probably things that we get on each other's nerves the most is when we're both like cutting weight together or just like overtrained. And even though like from like last week, it was like last week you had crazy work schedule where you were just up super early, like no breaks and it was just a lot on you. And I was going through some weird stuff in training. It was really hard for me. And so we're both because we're having a hard time, but it's in separate things. We were both yeah. able to like. I was trying to be there for you. You were trying to be there for me. And like you could take a step back because like I understand that that's really stressful for them. So I didn't want to burden you with my stuff. But at the same time, you could see how hard it was for me. So we could kind of like swap rules versus like yeah. I'm not but, trying to be like, well, I'm in it too. And it's not a competition of like yeah. who's the more stressed or who's having a harder time. It's like, no, like his is very different from mine where I'm always like, like, you know, this is worse for you than it is for me. And I think yeah. you kind of do the same thing where it's like, well, that's really bad for her, even though I know this is hard for me. And you can kind of, I don't, it's like a selfless thing. And I guess that's what like being in a loving relationship is, is where you, you, if you love somebody, you kind of like take yourself out of the equation yeah. and then try and be there for them. Well, that was something that I thought was really in, an interesting question that they asked us on the, the Sunday Beers podcast. And we didn't go into it too much, but they kind of rapid fire questions at the end but they were like what's something that you guys are competitive with each other on and we kind of had to like dig into the bag of mm -hmm. you know i had to think about it and i can't remember exactly what the answer that i gave but it wasn't all that like yeah meaningful because realistically it's like we're you know the show's called not fighting because not only are we not really all that competitive about most things like against each other but like we don't disagree on many mm -hmm. things you know like yeah. fundamentally i would say i'm the most competitive with you about like um our dogs love yeah maybe that's it <laughs> so yeah like i uh, know he loves me more so you know i'm the better parent and yeah yeah because whenever you would be <laughs> if you got are gone for like a week or something i spend extra time with him and training yeah, and then when you come you come back i'm like oh he's doing all these he's like actually obeying my commands now and not yours check it out it's because yeah. he respects me <laughs> <laughs> yep so we're competitive over who our dog loves the most yeah which is which funny, is me but it's funny because that dog respects no one <laughs> his zero respect uh, like and toast is indifferent yeah yeah she's just we got one animal. one that's very indifferent and just whoever gives her food is who she loves <laughs> yeah loves in quotes cash loves yes. everybody yeah that's true and no one just himself yep yep that, that's into a team and uh <laughs> yeah I, th I, th I think it's fun and it's it's nice to just kind of like wrap some of that all all together because um it's been a fun journey this last month watching you get ready for mma and you know hopefully in the next month or two you'll yeah. have your first yeah MMA i've got fight. i've got like i think i'll be able to announce it and have some big like news out soon but I um, hopefully will have a date set and um, an opponent here yeah. shortly. So I will be, um, I mean, I guess like keep a lookout for that coming soon where I'll have make an announcement of my first pro fight. Yep. There's some contracts sitting in our inbox. And also uh, for our listeners of the show, um, obviously go leave reviews tell your friends about the podcast it's great it helps us grow the show like why wouldn't you want to do that come on guys uh and girls yes uh, i'm not gonna steven a the girls out of this but the yeah, the women the women's 
But uh, we are setting up a Patreon to offer some really cool stuff. So we've been talking a lot about like sponsorship for the year mm -hmm. and stuff like that with your MMA career. And one of the yeah. things we want to do is really give the people that have been supporting you and like kind of behind you the whole time, like an opportunity to like just kind of share the experience with you, like yeah. the success that you have in MMA. Yeah. Um, yeah. To go along that journey. So just stay tuned for that. Yeah. I don't really like have anything to add to that. And that's it. So we'll catch you next time uh, on another episode of Not Fighting. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm.